Welcome everyone to The Pitch, a Rocket League podcast. Things are a little bit different this week. As you can tell, I'm the one that's doing the intro. Owen's not here, unfortunately. He's not able to be with us this week. But instead, we have a replacement. It's Bel Air. Welcome, Bel, to the show yet again. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, I'm going for the record on being the guest who's who's been on the most times. I think this is four or five, but as always, pleasure to be on. Drew, I appreciate you having me. Yeah, I think I think you hold the record pretty handily at this point. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you were on just a couple weeks ago, weren't you? I wasn't here. I sure was. Yeah, you know, we're just trying out some different things. We had one that you weren't able to be there. Now there's one without Owen able to be here. We're just trying to figure out what the best mix is, you know? <laughs> kind of like some of these teams heading into the major, trying to figure out what their best uh, what their best mix is. So excited to talk about a lot of stuff on the docket today. Yeah, me too. Uh, I'm going to give all of our listeners a fair warning. This is not what I'm good at. I'm going to do my best <laughs> to make sure we do things on time and try to keep it to an hour. But Owen is the one that usually does this. So we'll see how this goes. Uh, but go ahead and get started. I guess let's just talk about how things have been with you, Bill. I know Owen had you on a couple of weeks ago, but I haven't gotten to talk to you. In a bit, so how's things been for Bill? Things have been great, man. I, I appreciate that. I hope they've been good for you as well. I know uh, while, while I don't necessarily rep any team, I know you and I have uh, one team that we talk about quite a bit in common who unfortunately has missed yet another major in NRG. Um, but, you know, outside of that, I mean, it's exciting. I feel like we have a good lineup of 16 teams going to the major. There's pretty solid storylines for almost every single team who's in attendance. Um, so I, I think we got a nice couple of weeks here to kind of set up for what should be, uh, you know, hopefully the, the the best major that we've had in, in a while here. Yeah, it is it is pretty stacked. And you just look at the 16 teams, uh, some new faces, some that we've never seen before. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But to go ahead and get started, uh, let's talk about regional results, minor region mm. results that we've had recently uh, to start off. Talking about Mina, Rule One actually took this most recent uh, regional over Team Falcons. But even though they took the regional, they did miss out on the major because Falcons took the last two regionals. I don't know if you have many thoughts about uh, the Mina scene, Bill. Just a just a fun little situation there, right? I remember seeing before the event started that I I can't give credit to the person who found it, but in order for them to make the major, they had to actually lose a game during the, um, during groups. And they ended up row one just ran right through them and, and didn't do that. So they kind of, um, shot themselves in the foot, but, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're going to see, I mean, this is one of the regions that I feel like everybody always talks about is needing to have at least two teams going to majors. Um, of course we've seen Falcons in the past get pretty close, but, you know, they, they had the grand finals um, that they were coming from the upper side in. What was that? I think uh, spring of, of last season. But, you know, they've never really been able to get over the hump. So another good result from from Falcons would definitely move that conversation forward. Um, but until then, we uh, we just have rule one sitting on the sidelines here. Um, I, I feel like they're kind of neck and neck with South America as being the regions kind of right underneath the, the two premier um but uh but yeah not not really a ton of thoughts um excited to see what one of the most historic uh rosters as far as land experience goes get another get another bite at the apple here in team falcons um but yeah yeah they have i i was going to ask you that exact question you kind of read my mind i feel like with mina and honestly most regions that kind of need at least one more spot, especially Mina, because you know you got Rule One and Falcons. Maybe next season we'll see. They kind of uh, laid out the foundation from for this season from last, so I don't know. Maybe we'll get a little bit different of a style next season. We'll see. Uh, but moving on to Oceana, Pioneers are in the exact same situation Rule One was in. They won the third regional, but since their region has two slots they go on to the major as the second seed. 
Yeah, no, uh, no team power, which is kind of weird. Um, it, it seemed like they'd be the kind of slot in to go next to Pioneers heading into this, but instead uh, the super lucky all-stars after he got dropped from from Pioneers and Ground Zero are, are kind of making a run at things. Uh, those are two interesting teams. Um, I guess the, the rub on them just continues, right? We, we've never seen outside of chiefs way back in the day i think it was season four we've never seen a team from oce make a top eight uh these are two teams that have a shot at it but it's tough because we got a lot of land rookies between the two of these so uh i i don't know do, do you have do you have faith in, in in either of these rosters i mean what are you kind of expecting here from this region um I'm not sure. I I know that they have the potential. They have the mm-hmm. potential. But um Pioneers especially, I think uh Ground Zero got a little bit better of a role with their groups. Pioneers is in a rough group, man. They got Gen G. Yeah, they are. <laughs> and complexity in their group. Yeah. Uh Ground Zero is a little better. They have Team Liquid, Team Secret, and Game and Gladiators. So I think maybe Ground Zero could do something. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a tough road ahead of them. It really is. That uh that group C is pretty nice. I, I know people have been talking about it. We always have a group of death. Everybody's saying that's the group of life. <laughs> that one looks like it's like it's pretty straightforward. Um you know, you, you you anticipate now at least we're at a point where some of these OCE rosters can at least take a series off of some competitive teams. I mean, we just had power beat g2 in the fall major which i i fell out of my chair when that happened uh, i don't know if we're gonna see the same top in talent out of either of these two teams um but it's cool to kind of see the playing field get leveled like it, it wouldn't be super surprising if ground zero take two series in that i mean we all i, I think we all just kind of assume that gaiman is kind of a little bit of just a warm-up match there uh, i don't really see them taking any series but you know, hey, we'll we'll see. Uh, we'll see if Ground Zero can kind of compete here. At, at least we're getting. It's nice to have a, a new look at some of the talent from that region. I feel like we've just been cycling through the same players for a really long time now. Um, so that's a uh, that's exciting. At least, yeah. It's always it's always nice to see new faces, especially at the majors, because. Uh, even though it's nice to have all the big teams that we're used to, you know, sometimes you want to root for the underdog to be able to make it. I know I was rooting for Dignitas to make it. Uh, and kind of on that note, with all of our qualifying teams, are there any surprises that you have or maybe disappointments that you have going into the major on teams that made it or didn't make it? Yeah, you really that that was my first thought when you said surprises. I mean, really the surprises is is teams that we don't have here. I mean, the obvious standout is still no BDS. Mm-hmm. Uh NRG would be another one that would have made some sense to to kind of be at this stage. I, I know that we'll probably circle around uh talking about them quite a bit here, but then you think about teams like you know, Quadrant was a team that was in the mix, even German Amigos, Space Station, version one. We have a lot of not premier, but pretty high level teams uh, that we don't see here. But of course, that, like you were just saying, opens up space for teams like Dignitas. We're going to get another look at them. Dries taking his third team to an international event. It's not like he's been in the driver's seat for all of those being on G2 and Envy previously, but you know, it, it's, it's exciting. Like you were saying to, to kind of continue to inject some new talent into events like this. I mean, with Dignitas in particular, who knows, maybe we look back in two years and we're like all-star Evo got his first start at that winter major back in the day. Um, so that's exciting. They, they unfortunately are in, uh, just a tough group, yeah. but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, but really the, the surprises for me are in the teams that, that aren't here. When you kind of look things over, uh, what team would you, if you got to swap out one of the teams, where, where are you kind of looking? What, what team do you really wish was here in lieu of another? For me, uh, obviously I'm going to say NRG. 
So yeah. I'm not a fan, but um, I'm not sure. It's it's. I really have missed having Furia on land. I feel like Furia is yeah. more of a land team than anything. Uh, honestly, almost any of the teams that are you know within contention, so say, of being able to make a major, it's kind of sad to see you know not, those that didn't make it not make it like optic. Uh, NRG version one moist teams like that. Yeah. Even though they didn't get to make it, you know, like we've said there, the new faces are nice to see like with G1, G1 has made their first major uh, with atomic and Dorito Mark by eight, getting the revenge story kind of, of making it when his former team didn't. <laughs> so it's kind of cool to see these storylines come into play. Yeah, it does. It, it's also, I was thinking about this the other day. Do you, at the beginning of the season, most of us looked at both of these regions in A and EU, and we were like, geez, there's just so many teams that could be in contention, especially the conversation about North America. Before the season kicked off, it was, what, nine deep teams that seemed like they had a really feasible chance to make it. And we're, we're kind of seeing that play out, but it's cool to kind of, we're starting to get this pecking order that's being created. Of course, the big standout from the beginning of the season would be Gen G in the context of what team is going to outperform. But yeah, you know, not seeing Furia at back to back really does sting just because they've been so exciting in the past. I mean, that world championship run, they delivered my favorite series of all time mm-hmm. with the game seven over Moist. So it is a bummer to not see them, but I'm excited that they made the move to add lost of course at the at the risk of or you know they lost Kayo in that in that swap but i think that's a team that shows they have the ability to compete and i i think they're a team that is really viable for spring they were able to take two series off of phase over this winter split a team that in my eyes is kind of neck and neck and leading the charge for that region so I think I think Furia will still be kind of uh, kicking around. Maybe this is the result that we kind of expected with them making a roster switch. Yeah, I I agree. I feel like teams that don't make the major, you know, in that time between the last regional that they played to the first regional is a while, and they have to watch, you know, the other teams that they lost to. Now they're playing in the major, and a lot of teams that that happens to, it seems like. They come out the next split stronger and wanting it more. Um, can't think of a team exactly. Maybe, um, I don't know. But there there has been a couple teams that have been, you know, just on that edge of not making it. And then they come back. Here they are. And now they're in a completely different form. Yeah. I mean, as you were talking, I, I mean, we... We have a, a couple that might sort of fit that bill. I mean, G1 was really knocking on the door there in fall. They weren't able to make the cut. I think they were top five as they headed into that final invitational for fall, ended up falling apart. Even Complexity, they were a team that was basically a complete scratch off for me after the fall split. Of course, the discourse around CRR and the off the pitch stuff, you know, I, I, his, his dad was, was hospitalized or something like that. Of course, moving over to the other side of the world, but look at him now. I mean, at, at points over the course of, of this, of this, uh, split here, they've kind of looked like the best team in, in NA. They haven't been able to do it consecutively. Uh, they've got absolutely blasted by Gen G twice, but you know, that, that's a team that has, totally resurrected at least what my opinion of them was over the course of this split. So we know there's some teams that'll, that'll bounce back. We had some teams try and make some deep runs at the end there, like optic, who knows what they're going to look like, but uh, you know, we, a lot of exciting teams that are kind of coming into the fold here. Yeah. And kind of on that point, uh, looking into regional three, the winter invitational for NA looking at the groups, are there, any maybe matchups or series that were surprising the way they went? I have maybe one or two, but I'll let you go first. I mean, just on the topic, Optic was weird. Just yeah. you, <laughs> you want to talk about a team that I had no faith in doing 
anything. I mean, of course, I, I didn't think they were going to get last in their group again. AJ and Rettles, and I guess by extension, Magic Bear, but he's he's kind of a, a more newfound talent. But AJ and, and Rettles specifically, I think they just have they're, they're too quality as a duo to be in last place in three straight events. So I knew that they would have a little bit of a push. Uh, did not expect a quarterfinals run, uh, nor did I expect them to roll over a phase to kind of start out the day of a phase team that ended up going back to back. Uh, so that one was certainly weird. And then, you know, we were, we were just talking about them again. It really stinks. The furious situation, you got to win the games that are in front of you. They end up having a better, um, a better games one differential than ghost, but you know, they, they lose that series in five and that kind of knocks them out of contention. I mean, they had beat G2 right before. So we know the quality of, of, of Furia, but those were two teams that it, it really stunk to see them go out that way. I, I didn't think either of the two of them were going to make the major, but uh, you know, the way it happened was, was surprising for both. What, what team stuck out to you? Um, I don't know for me, excuse me. Um, maybe NRG and V1, I didn't really have, mm-hmm. um, I'll be honest. I didn't have any high hopes for V1 going into this regional <laughs> after, uh, the split that they had had Yeah, for the for prior to this regional, uh, and NRG, you know, they looked good. They cut. Like they got this close to winning so many series just inches away and they just couldn't finish it out. And so even though it's better than what we've seen from NRG, uh, it's still not where fans want to see them. NRG fans, at least like me, want to see them (laughs) and where they want to be. Yeah. And, you know, it's just a kind of the degrading of NRG as, as time has passed. I think the, the, there's been a lot of um, comparison of them to like BDS because they're, you know, teams that were at the peak of their powers and then have just fallen off pretty suddenly. I think the difference is BDS in that, in that comparison is still kind of competitive with top teams for NRG. I, I, I can't off the top of my head, name any real like super quality, wins they've had i mean even in that invitational they got 3-0'd by phase they're they're not even competing against these teams i mean you know and of course it's it's easy to kind of just look at 3-0 and be like they got whooped i mean you know maybe it was closer than that in going and watching it back but you know they they just seem like they're a clear rung below some of these major teams um I, I know that Justin was just recently on the chalk cast. I don't know if you had the opportunity to listen to that, but you know, he said that they're planning on sticking and, you know, I, I suppose more power to them, but you know, it, it kind of is what it is. We, we can, we already have, and we can talk until we're blue in the face about what NRG should or could do. But uh, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, it's, you know, the ball is in their court, right? Like it doesn't seem like they want to make a, a change. So, you know, I'm not going to just shout at a brick wall about the changes they, they should make. Cause you know, it, it seems like they're kind of keeping all of that in, internal, but uh, here we are starting the first NRG tangent of <laughs> what maybe, what maybe multiple this episode, but uh, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we might, we might yeah, do that. Did you time. ask a question at the start of this? I kind of blacked out and just started talking about NRG. Me I don't too. know what happened. Me too. But... It's just when I fall back on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I did watch that episode of the chalk cast and I'll be honest, whenever it comes to any team, whether they're trending up or down, uh, mm-hmm. usually in the case of trending down and they're talking about making roster moves, if they want to stick or change, I feel like if the team is confident in what their plan is, like if it's like a, this is what we're going to do. This is our plan moving forward. I have a lot more faith in that over. Well, uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll change things up. Maybe we'll stick together. We'll see. So uh, the fact that they're, he, he did seem pretty confident and their abilities yeah. on the chalk cast, but um, we'll see moving forward how they do going into the next split. Uh, another team that surprised me was Space Station. They lost 
in game yeah. five overtime to Dignitas, which in the end was the clinching series yeah. for Dignitas to go to the major. It was a, uh, it was a rough series. I actually went and rewatched that one again, just because with all of kind of the, the chaos of everything going on, uh, it's very easy to like for, forget what kind of what happened. I mean, I think everybody wants to just, it's, where do you even begin? Because a lot of people know that at least I heard from sources I somewhat trust, excuse me, that Arsenal's name was at least being considered around the trade window. Not that they were trying anybody out, not that they were having any serious conversations, but there was at least speculation around them looking to make a roster move. So you have that element of it. Then you have LJ really, it's it's not on him. He's coming into a totally new situation from what he had in Oxygen, being the clear-cut first banana on that team. And now he comes over here, and he's definitely in the side cart for Daniel here. But I think somebody who is able to dodge a lot of attention in these conversations is Daniel. I mean, he's Daniel. I'm not saying that he's not one of the best players in the world. He is. But there was there's some things where if you're going to be the number one player for what should be an elite unit, I think some of the onus should fall on you at the end of the day. I mean, that very clearly was a series that they had to win. Dignitas was the team who was ahead of them. They had it directly in their sights to take them down. And there's one play that sticks out in particular. It was in the overtime, I think for game five, very early in the overtime, a pretty standard double touch that Daniel whiffs. And you just, moments like that, if you're considered one of the top players in the world, a lot of the times that comes down to consistency. That's why Monkey Moon was considered the best player in the world for so long, because he was always so consistent. And I don't know, clearly this team has some stuff they have to figure out. I'm sure you've heard the buzz around Beast Mode and Daniel teaming up in some form or fashion. Um, I think that's a pretty gravitational move to occur. I think it's something where I'll kind of believe it when I see it. But if we're working under the kind of idea that the two of them aren't going to cross paths just yet, um, you know, I, I think Daniel finds himself in a similar situation to the kind of character arc for First Killer. Like he caught flack forever and ever about needing to be more of a team player and things like that. And Daniel is awesome, but I don't know that he necessarily makes his current teammates better and puts them in positions to thrive individually and, and as a team. Um, so there's my kind of verbal spanking of, of SSG. Um, what do you think when you look at that team? Should they, make a move what are you what are you anticipating for space station uh man i'm not sure i feel like daniel making a move is definitely on the cards i don't know how likely it is halfway through the season mm -hmm. uh, i feel like it'd be more likely maybe after worlds is over after this season is over maybe more drastic change would happen then not that it's not possible um I don't know. I feel like this team has the ability. I mean, we've seen it. I mean, last split, it was the same yep. team. And even though they didn't have grand final appearances, they placed in the semifinals pretty often and lost to the team that was who was doing the best that day most of the time. Yep. So, you know, this team definitely has the ability in them. They're not like miles behind the uh the meta so to speak but what you said about daniel i'll be honest i haven't heard many people say but i partially agree with in the fact that it's hard in the game of rocket league to be such a big name such a big player always being on the ball and to also be a good teammate i mean if you go back yeah. and you watch just at most any point in time over the past three years, usually that's the case. It's like this player is really, really good, but he's kind of hard to play. And 
I kind of have felt that way just a little bit about Daniel. I haven't heard anyone else have those same thoughts. So thank you. <laughs> I, I They're have, all afraid is what it is. Yeah, I, no, didn't, no. I, didn't, I didn't have the courage to say it. I'll be honest. <laughs> but. Well, I mean, it's kind of, I don't know. And, and stop me if you, if you kind of want to not go down this tangential river here, but it's the same kind of rub on beast mode, right? Where we all consider beast mode, one of the best players in the world, but this split, of course, there's static surrounding them with the kind of calm backflip that happened and everything like that. But, you know, Beast Mode in some pretty big moments has been unable to get his team over the hump. I mean, the first one that comes to my mind, and it's it's difficult to kind of encapsulate a player fully into just one series, but when they got eliminated from the Fall Major, he shot one of 11 against Team Secret and was basically a non-factor throughout. So... There's very few players that are able to be put at the kind of top of the rankings in my mind. And those are players who not only are elite in their own right, but also make their teammates better. I mean, the players that I think of immediately, apparently Jack, Fatira, Rise. I'm sure you could probably add somebody else to that list, but that's why BDS has fallen a little bit and, and Monkey Moon by extension. I mean, do we feel like he's making... Seiko and an extra better and and that one is is so complex and there's so many kind of wires tied up in that I mean there's a great argument for him putting them in good positions but they're just not able to make moves themselves but you know that's why to I guess put a bow on my thought that's why I think you know Fatira is the best in the world I, I definitely think he makes his teammates better the same with Rise. We saw it with Moist making their grand finals run and what I anticipate will happen with Oxygen. And apparently Jack, I mean, you know, that that team is is there's so much connective tissue and, and a lot of that is is set up by by Jack himself. But that's why Daniel and Beast Mode just they ain't on that level. There's <laughs> levels to this game. There really are, and it seems like yeah, I, I, I agree with that. It seems like, you know, a lot of people go off of um, what they can first see, which is always mechanical ability. And that's, you know, is very important in today's game of Rocket League, but it's not everything. And I've told people, I feel like uh, First Killer has become much better with his playstyle more recently with his teammates playing more for his team, allowing them to, you know, do what they want, have a little bit of a say in how they do things yeah. and look at the results. They've won the last two uh, regionals and pretty handily. I mean, it's Genji had almost a reverse sweep, but they's just kind of slammed the door shut on their faces in game seven of the last <laughs> regional. But I, I do feel like there is something to be said about players that do more for their team are maybe more impactful for their team than players that can just do everything by themselves. Yeah. And that's, that's totally somebody that I left out of the elevates their teammates. First killer totally deserves to be in that conversation. I mean, what phase have done is pretty remarkable, especially after, uh, I, I don't know if you if you recall earlier in this split, kind of the cluster that happened after they got uh, after they lost to M80. Mm -hmm. Everybody was like, "Oh no, phases in the dumpster. It's over. They should have made a move." And they responded in in a in a pretty big way. Um, and and not only just getting Mickey runs. I mean, they took down Gen G in both of their runs. They have. Big wins over, I think they beat G2 twice this split. They beat Gen G. Um, yeah, they, they also beat Complexity. So they've beat all of the major teams in North America besides Dignitas as, as FaZe kind of looks forward here. But of course, we know all of the history surrounding FaZe on lands. What are you What are you expecting? Are, are they a team that you think are, are kind of front runners here or are they just kind of still in the, in the mix for you? Um, I don't know. Their group is difficult. And the fact that it just has G2 in it, I feel like they can beat yeah. the other teams in their group. Um, but looking at who they might 
have to play. They'll probably play uh, either Vitality or maybe Oxygen or Complexity first round. I feel like they could... I feel like FaZe is just one step away from breaking out of that top four curse in majors. Uh, me and Owen actually looked at it one time, and it seemed like almost every single major except for one, they placed fourth or third slash fourth. Yeah. Uh, but and it seems like in the past it's been because maybe first killer just wasn't on his game that day and the team didn't really know how to play without him being the guy but now that they have done this new play style of really passing the ball around not just letting it be the first killer show even though first killer has a really big part in their team i feel like that could be the move maybe for me that pushes them over that hump to maybe contention I think I think they'll make grand finals. Hot take, but not a ridiculous one. I mean, <laughs> this is kind of a pretty ideal situation for FaZe here. They're coming in with a chip on their shoulder. It's in North America, so they should have a little bit of a fandom there. Hopefully not big enough is what Carmine Core had in the in the fall <laughs> major. I think that kind of spooked him a little bit. But we've seen all of these dudes be gamers. Uh, missed when he was on envy kind of elevated them past what a lot of people thought i think that was uh did they am i misremembering did they make the they made the world championship um with, with that roster mm-hmm. um so you know missed is somebody who's historically elevated his his teams i think that typical is somebody who's shown it in big moments i i remember when they were on worlds when he was on the the uh what do you call the ghostbusters uh, card yeah. you remember that, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so you know and and first killers is is first killer is is uh, a great way to describe him by just saying what his name is but you know th- this is a team that i think come into this with with a really good situation i think the two scenarios that would make me just totally run for the hills is if they catch carmine core at basically any point in the playoffs i'm nervous just because that's such a good solid team and if they catch Jin g in the quarterfinals i that's really the only situation i can see them kind of spooking themselves but outside of that i mean if this breaks pretty clean i like them against liquid i like them against oxygen I like them against G2. They've had a really good record against them in the split, like we were saying. So, you know, uh, I don't think there's as, a, a lot of landmines for FaZe, but there's a couple out there that would really, really scare me if they came up on your bracket as you tried to make a run here. Yeah, for sure. I. It's just, man, the majors are just so stacked now. It's really yeah. hard to know what's going to happen anymore. Uh, but kind of on the topic of FaZe... Since FaZe has beat Gen G last two regionals, this time last yeah. time in the quarterfinals and the time before in the grand finals. And since they've won the last two regionals, I think that they are the new maybe kings of NA, or do you think that still goes to Gen G? I'm still taking Gen G. I mean you gotta prove it, right? Gen G, they're defending their title belt here. They won the last one, so credit to them. Until they lose it, I'm 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 taking them. Um, Phase is is right there, and I mean those are two big wins, especially one of them. I know one of them, like you were saying, went seven. I think their other win was like a one four. They kind of they kind of smacked them, and Jinji looked pretty flat. But you know, Phase is one of those teams, right? They can kind of just catch fire and just be untouchable in the same way that. Uh, what oxygen j- did to Jinji in the fall major, if you remember that mm-hmm. matchup where they just mowed him down and it wasn't even <laughs> close. Um, so FaZe are definitely a team that could do that. And, uh, you know, I, I've I've said on uh, on other podcasts, Wave Dash podcast, check it out. I've said <laughs> on there that, you know, I think Jinji is kind of they're definitely not the front runners coming into this and the two losses to phase play a huge part in that. Um, I'm partial to Carmine and I think that 
Jinji is kind of that, uh, you know, 1A, 1B. They're, they're kind of just below Carmine. But then there's just a group of teams that, that I think are are competing with them. But when you look at these phase wins, how do you feel coming into this? They definitely have a lot of steam here. They've been able to take down the, you know, reigning champions twice in a row. So have they hopped Jinji for you? I'm not... I'm not sure. I'm kind of on the same boat. I feel like since Gen G is the major, uh, they're they're defending the championship uh, for the majors. I feel like I got to give the edge to them. And even though there's things that I've seen in Gen G's play style that gives me a little cause for concern, they only this only happens whenever they play phase. And, you know, some teams just have teams that their play styles just don't match. And one yeah. team just wins just because of their play style. Uh, so I'm not super worried about Genji. I feel like also Genji is more of a major team, like a land-based team, than they are yeah. online. Uh, they really play off of each other's energy pretty well. So for me, I, I'm not really, I'm not concerned about Genji, and I, I probably would put them in my power rankings higher than Phase, even though I feel like Phase is peaking at the right time. I mean, if you look yeah. back to um, last split for EU with Carmine Core, they were hot until Regional Three, and then they kind of flopped in the major. And so oh. same thing happened uh, this split too for them. But on the topic of Gen G, I that's the only thing that's concerning to me, that maybe they're getting cold at the wrong time. It could be. I, 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 I'm, it is good to know that behind the scenes, I know Jack is still on like 90 past two when a lot of teams are kind of taking a break. Like I know Chicago just said, um, he put out a YouTube video kind of analyzing the Invitational and he said something along the lines of I'm excited to get back to playing after taking a break. I, maybe that's just a team thing and they're not scrimming, but if there's one team out there who I feel pretty confident is not taking a break, it's Gen G. Um, just, you know, I'll take phase against the field versus Gen G against the field, maybe. But if those two teams run into each other, even with the recent history, <laughs> I mean, I'm taking Jinji probably eight out of 10 times. I think they just, I, I honestly think they kind of big brother phase, even though they've, they've beaten them a couple of times. I, I, that's the, that's kind of the, one of the phase demons in the closet, I think. Um, but it is cool that all of these teams have some some things to make you nervous about and some things to make you excited about i mean i don't know what what if you had like uh if you had like a hundred points that you got to spread out to the teams who you think have the best chance of of winning which team are you giving the the most points to man is it is it carmine or are you going a different direction because even carmine scares me you know yeah i i don't know i feel like feel like with this major it's the top 10 teams game like phase g2 carmine core liquid oxygen Jinji, maybe even vitality and complexity i feel like any of those teams could win it on their day if they are in their form they could win it um i'm gonna give the best chance win it i don't probably carmine core I gotta say, yeah. I think they just, it seems like they just want it more. And especially with how things ended up for them last time at the major, I know mm -hmm. Vatira especially does not want to have that replicated. I mean, you could see whenever he came off the stage last major, he was just, he was in disbelief that they only placed top eight, which is really good. But he wanted he wanted to win. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like the drive for that team is maybe just more than ever. This is 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of glass half full for them. I mean, that lo- losing early in that tournament, I think, was a, a now that we kind of have some time to remove ourselves from it, is probably a good thing if you think about the season in its totality. Um, I think losing there was a good lesson for them. Um, but then even in the in the invitational, man, I just rewatched and I I get I think it's important to caveat it with they had already qualified. Like it's really not that important. They're not totally on it, but there's always prize money. There's always pride on the line and they were trying to grand slam. They had an opportunity to win all three. So they find themselves against liquid. And I thought they looked pretty terrible, honestly, at points against that team. Like Vatira had some weird, just like random turnovers. There was one in particular where he tries to like go off his own sidewall and a a towel just reads it. And he just like takes a free goal um exotic looked awful especially in game six and seven for them atachi had a weird miss on a shot in game seven so i mean stuff like that it's it's easy to kind of flip it on its head and be like it's good that they didn't win because now they're going to be even hungrier and that's probably where i'll land at the end of the day but uh i don't know i i guess i i've i've put a lot of uh faith in them over the course of this season and i've kind of talked about them very positively in a lot of different settings but you know you you look back to that like one four loss to moist and fall and you kind of look at how they're coming into this one with that loss to liquid i do worry about that team with all the expectations everyone saying that they should be the front runners all the pressure that fans and they themselves put on themselves i mean if you want to talk about a team that might just totally flop out of this, I, I I wouldn't be shocked if 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 Carmine just the wheels totally came off. But I, I think they're still they're still my favorite and, and probably most people's favorites despite that. Yeah, I feel like I kind of agree. I feel like it's for Carmine Court, it's gonna be either just big or bust. It's gonna be they're gonna win the mm-hmm. whole thing or they're gonna fall out. Early, earlier than most people would expect. Uh, but on the topic of major teams and things like that, what are some teams that you have maybe trending up going into the major and teams that are maybe trending down? Well, I, uh, I have two teams that are trending up. All right. I'll just, uh, I'll just give one of them. And uh, maybe we can go back and forth if you have a, a trendy team. But... I mean, they're kind of they're kind of just floating a little bit under the the radar, even as we're kind of having these discussions about top teams. But I think Liquid, pun not intended, are a dark horse in this. We've seen them deliver some pretty great results on major stages in their young careers already. I think they made. Was it a top four or a top eight in spring when they got their first bite at the apple last season? They were kind of a feisty team in the most recent one that we had. And my rub on them from fall was that they played with their food too much. They were a round five team in every single regional from fall. They were a round five team in the major. And they just kind of never delivered the consistency that you were looking for. But I really feel like they've developed a little bit more of a killer instinct. I feel like Atau has kind of come into his own. He's become a lot more focused of a player, at least in watching replays where he used to kind of roam and get lost at points. It it seems like they're kind of firing on all cylinders here. I think they're well coached as as a little addition there with X-Pair as well. So, I mean, if Liquid, if we've just flashed forward and you tell me that Liquid won this whole thing, uh, I, I would not be I would not be surprised. Of course, there's still the demons of you could tell me that they finished ninth to twelfth, and I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. But <laughs> you know, they're they're kind of they're kind of uh, the the volatility of this team seems to be shrinking in a, in a positive way. Um, so I, I think Liquid are, are kind of joining my short list of of true contenders here. But who do you look at as somebody who's trending up heading into the event? Uh, definitely Team Liquid. I agree with you on that. I feel like, uh, kind of to add on to your point, the new play style that they've started to play with makes them look, um, 
don't know. They look a lot more consistent, you know, with, yeah. with Team Liquid. You you knew what they were capable of, but you weren't always sure what you were going to get. Yeah. Um, but now with this new play style, they've been really trying to integrate it. And they did this past uh, regional and they won or they only lost like 11 games or something like that. I don't remember what it was. 13 games yeah. and it was because they played they had bracket run of l almost to try to make it to yeah. the grand finals so uh and their their ability to win in game sevens in the past few regionals that i've seen really gives me a lot of confidence in this team too but apart from team liquid i'm not sure there's a lot of teams that i feel like where they probably should be the team yeah. that i look forward to seeing what they can do and has maybe been trending up a little bit for me is maybe g2 uh mm. g2 for me has whenever they go to a major they fortunately seem to disappoint more times than they seem to <sighs> rise to the top i mean you think of worlds and they were just inches away from world champions and majors before that they seemed to really struggle and i don't know what it is about how they played this last split they've always seemed to be in talks of you two man they look really really good this regional maybe they're the best team for this regional for na at least so going in I'm. I don't have much reason to have them trending up, but they are trending up for me. Yeah, and and you know, I I think G two are. I made my kind of power ranking pyramid earlier in in the day, and they're kind of. I don't know them and them and Liquid kind of fluctuate for me in that five six spot, kind of gatekeeping who I think are the actual contenders versus the teams that just kind of have like a like a puncher's chance, I guess. Like, you know, I, I don't think that the world will end if complexity ends up winning this, but I, I definitely don't see it as a, as a high possibility. I mean, I kind of throw them teams like complexity Falcons, um, you know, the, the teams that are kind of sniffing around it, but I, I don't really know how serious I take them, but you know, G2, I mean, as we see all of these, historical giants crumble around them they're the only team that continues to not only be in these majors but be a team that should be genuinely considered i mean ssg that old team has just completely been eviscerated moist has completely been demolished and they've all gone their separate ways nrg and bds have their own struggles and version one you know they haven't been able to come over the hump look who it is g2 they're still one of the best teams in the region. They're three players who have been to the highest highs before going all the way to that grand finals and getting smoked by the way, but they were at the mountaintop. They were right there at the peak. So, you know, another team that they've won majors. They left a really uh, sour taste in my mouth, losing to power and mm -hmm. fall. But, uh, you know, de definitely a team that 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 should be considered, um, and it hopefully has learned from the hiccups that they've that they've had previously. Yeah, hopefully so. I'd really like to see G two. I mean, although they've already won a major in the past year with the crowd, yeah, I do like to see that team do good. Just because, like you said, they've been around for so long, haven't made many roster changes in the past. They kind of stick with what they got usually. Uh, so yeah, I, I usually root for G2, um, but about teams that are trending, do you have any teams that are trending down? I don't know if I have any, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if you did. I mean, maybe not teams that are trending down, but teams that I just don't have the same level of excitement about them as I might have previously. I mean, we just touched on them briefly, but I don't really know where 
Falcons are kind of in this international purgatory and apparently they there's a there's a chance that they might not even be able to make it. I don't know if that's for the memes because they previously have had visa issues or if that's something that they're going to be facing again here, but let's just let's just say that they make it. Um I know I've heard rumblings in the in the past on other podcasts and things like that of them not being a team who's always necessarily looking to scrim at majors and they kind of have blown off some opportunities to be participating in kind of the practice that leads into that event. That of course isn't a good sign and they've been trending downwards ever since the really disappointing spring major that they had. They were upper bracket, made it all the way to the grand finals and lost two straight series to moist. They, I don't know if you recall, but they went to game seven in that series and then once they reset, I think they got like 4 one or 4 would I mean, they just totally collapsed in the face of pressure. That's a negative. They didn't make any noise at Worlds. They weren't really a team that I remember their results too well from fall. So here they are yet again. I mean, they were in a situation to to lose to to Rule 1. But, you know, I, I, I guess I just don't really... They're a team that I don't really know where to place them in the in the pecking order. I think I had them third, second or third going into fall. I was uh, clearly a little off on on that prediction, <laughs> but you know they're, they're a team that I just don't really, I don't really know what the what the ramp up is is for them to to get excited about them in the same way I, I did previously. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I, I feel like they've left a lot to be wanted. Uh, yeah, you know, we know that they have capabilities of doing well i mean like you mentioned they did good in the uh the spring major of this year and almost won it i mean they were a game away from winning it all but yeah since that point it's kind of been just downhill on an international scale at least they're still Mm -hmm. the best in their region uh but yeah, I, I feel the same way. I don't really know how to rank them. Do you think that they make it through their group? Ooh, good question. Uh, what is that group? It's uh, it's Carmine, Vitality, Dignitas. Yep. Is that that group? That's right. Yes. Um, just because question marks abound for Vitality. We haven't seen Alpha at this stage in a long time. And we have never seen Redosin or Sizen at, at the international level. So question marks across the board for them. Of course, they've been a team that has been definitely above expectations. Of course, the uh, impending cloud looming over them with the Zen situation that's going to kick off immediately after this event. So a lot of potential red flags kind of surrounding them. Dignitas is a, is a spicy team though. I mean, Definitely not a team that anybody's going to pick to top this group, but they have a little bit of that veteran savvy with Drees. I think he just turned 17, so veteran is in is in air quotes. But, you know, Andy is somebody who's never been to this stage, but is somebody who has definitely improved on the results that I thought he could deliver over the course of this split. And the Evo redemption arc, I mean, he kind of just totally is is liquidated when he's on that exec set excuse me roster and coming into this split he wasn't even the player that they were targeting he was the second player they were looking at uh they had kind of rumored to be looking at magic bear as, as all of that kind of chaos was going on and then they just kind of said oh well i guess we'll take evo as a consolation prize but you know that that's a team that that i could see popping if they're uh if they're kind of up to the task, but uh, I guess to answer your question, where's Falcons in that group? Um, I mean, man, I could see them anywhere from, from second to fourth, to be honest with you there. I, I think they're a momentum based team. So who's there? Do you know who their first round matchup uh, is? I don't know if you have it in front of you. It's Carmen core. So it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> <Start> <laughs> <off>. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, well, shoot, that's, that's probably the worst team to face in the first <laughs> round, but, uh, you know, it, let, let's say they're competitive or, or let's say they 
catch them by surprise. I mean, they're definitely a team that could kind of snowball out of control there, but uh, that's probably the worst team you want to match up against first if you're if you're a momentum based team like that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's a rough. I don't know. It's a rough first draw. <laughs> that's a tough draw. Yeah. <laughs> play KC first. All these other teams looking at that group C, they're like, man. What we have to do to get into that position? That's where you want to be, you know? Yeah. I'm surprised you have, maybe I took this wrong, but you have less confidence in vitality than Dignitas. Like, I kind of see where you're going. I I feel like Dignitas can just pull something crazy out of the bag every once in a while. And I don't see them winning the group for sure, but uh, the... The things that you brought up, though, with Zen Alpha, said it's been since fall of last year. He hasn't even gotten to play in front of a crowd Man. since RLCS season seven, which yeah. is <laughs> ages ago. Ancient history, it's yeah, such a long time ago. Uh, so yeah, I and with Zen, uh, just looking down <laughs> on this team, deciding who he wants to be their third with Alpha. And it's it is a tough spot for them. So I see where you're coming from with this. So but there's a lot of I might have been I might have been a little yeah, maybe I was a little too doom and gloom kind of circling in on the on the negatives of vitality. I mean, if you're gonna take a positive spin on this, Alpha has continued to be back to at least close to the form of, of what we had seen him back in those kind of you know, the, the, the dark ages, I guess, of, of the no lands that, that we had for a bit there. I mean, he was considered a top 10 player by, by most people at one point in time. So he's kind of back into form. And also if you're ranking these teams by apparent vibes, I mean, th- this vitality has to be in, in the upper echelon there. They've been boot camping. I think this entire split, they seem to always be having a good time. They feed off of each other. So even though all three of these players have never made it to, I guess we'll call it a modern day LAN. If anybody is going to kind of hit the ground running for a new team, it's, it's, it's definitely vitality, but I don't know. There, there's just, there's so much circulating positive and negative for this team. I would believe basically any result for, for that team. I, I wouldn't believe a, a grand finals appearance or a win necessarily. I think their ceiling is capped a little bit, below that with with all of the kind of contributing factors and all the other teams out there um but i i, I definitely think that they are um a, a leg above dignitas as, as we kind of head into this thing yeah it's 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 hard to know with any of these teams how they're gonna do <laughs> to be honest i mean yeah. we try to predict and say this is how it's gonna go maybe but i don't think i've ever had a bracket go anywhere close to the way i thought it was oh we're definitely gonna be wrong yeah all of this is is for nothing crew's gonna make the grand finals or something (laughs) crazy you know i'm here for it i'm here for it uh on that subject though who is your early pick this is really early win it all who's the one that you got right now i'm a hypocrite if i don't say carmine (laughs) just because i've been i've been pumping up that stock over the course of, of this entire season. Um, God, they really make me, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not, you know, doing cartwheels on my way to, to kind of place that bet on them. We've just some of the red flags that are the red flags that make me the most nervous for a team have shown themselves with this team. But again, they just, yeah, they just have looked really, really good in Europe in the region that I think is the strongest out of any region. They have been the clear and commanding favorites and they've beaten a lot of teams, just clapped them. Uh, they've just have, have dominated a lot of teams in, in ways that others haven't. So based on the results, I'm going to have to say Carmine, um, but I unfortunately don't have a, a great gut feeling about them with my super early predictions. What about you? Yeah, I, I'm not really sure, but I'm going to go with my gut right now. And Owen would be shocked if he was here. Uh, say fans. 
Yeah. It's a good pick. I think, I don't know. I feel like the way that they've changed up their play style recently really gives them maybe that next step. Uh, I'm sure my pick will change probably 30 times between here and then, but (laughs) see how it goes. Um, Yeah. I mean, uh, phase have looked awesome. I, I, I can't, I can't fault you for it. Mm-hmm. They've looked really good. If we if we erase the fall open from from kind of uh, the history books, they've looked really good this split. So, uh, and they have first killer. So I, I believe it. Yeah. If I was to choose someone apart from Carmine Core and Faze, though, I think I might choose Team Liquid. I don't know about you. You'd probably go with Jinji. That's probably a smarter pick. I'll be honest, but. I'm kind of partial to Team Liquid. Maybe that's maybe that's what it is. I feel like I have a pretty clear cut top four right now, uh-huh. and uh, you know, Liquid and, and G two could definitely enter the conversation. I could make it a, a top five, but I think. Do you, could I give you my in order top six sure, right now? Go for it. I've been. This is what I was. I was. I was theory crafting. <laughs> uh before before we we got into the pod for me right now it's carmine it's genji carmine very small drop off genji much smaller drop off phase oxygen Such and a- then a and then a slight dip to G- g2 and then liquid those are my top six right now interesting yeah very interesting i didn't think oxygen would squeak in there but i guess you were talking about rise earlier and how I think mine would probably look pretty close. Maybe just swap like third through fifth. I don't know. Yes, yeah. but I think everyone probably has pretty close to the same kind of top six going into this major. Um, Can I ask you a random question? Sure, let's, let's hear it. The aliens have invaded and the history or the the future of our species relies on one best of seven series <laughs> of one RLCS team versus the aliens. Which team are you choosing to represent us? Oh, man. That's a fun question. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and I don't know. That's a really tough choice. I think... If they were to have to go against any playstyle, and maybe Carmine Core, right? Yeah, I'll stay with Carmine Core. I feel like since they've just been so dominant in EU, and there's all different types of playstyles in EU. NA is kind of two or three different playstyles, but EU is across the board. So I don't know. How about you? Who would you have in that scenario? I'm taking Gen G, man. Gen G, all right. Just, I feel like they won. So <laughs> I feel like it's underappreciated, like what that run kind of signified. I mean, we had Chronic on his first land ever in his first split being on a legitimate team. Apparently, Jack caught so much flat going into that for always hiccuping and being unable to overcome the situation put in front of him on land. They got just mollywopped by oxygen in that group stage. And despite all of that, they were able to not only make it to the grand finals, but then overcome just a scalding hot moist team. I mean, you want to talk about putting yourself in pressurized situation after pressurized situation. Gen G just really overcame so many hurdles to make that major championship happen that out of all of these teams, even if there's some teams that have some more top end talent, I just, they're the team that I believe has the least opportunities to choke in incredibly important situations. And uh, with the fate of the world in the balance, (laughs) I'm taking the least chokeable team. And I think it's I think it's Jinji right now. Yep. I think I think you're probably right with that with least chokeable teams. 
probably Genji <laughs> right now. I would. Fortunately, we don't have the old boy squad, or else I would have chose them. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think that's about going to wrap up the episode. Thank you very much, Bell. On again, even though we just had you on a couple weeks ago, I'd have you on with me <laughs> instead this time. So <laughs> thank you very much for coming. I don't know if you have anything you want to plug before we're done here. Yeah, of course, man. I mean, always a pleasure. It's it's great to it's it's great to spend time with you without Owen. Uh, you really, by the way, steered the ship in, incredibly well. Um, so give yourself some give yourself some credit. I'm excited to probably be back in the near future with the two of you. You know, I'm uh, like I said, I have the crown of the guest who's been here the most often, so I don't want to lose that. Um, but you know, just uh, to to plug anything. Um, I'm, all, I'm always on with the wave dash podcast um we just had t baits on the show so if you want to go hear his thoughts about a whole lot of stuff um league play all the way to major teams um i have my own podcast that i'm working on the need boost podcast um you can follow me on twitter i'm at youtube at bel air baller uh that's all the stuff i want to plug thanks again for the venue to plug myself and and to talk to you i always love being on here yeah we always love having you i always love having another person that really is into analytics on with me yeah usually owens just kind of like looks at him and is like that's cool (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah that's about gonna close close it up here for us thank you all very much listening and we will be back next week